District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to CFACT.org. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to District of Conservation. I'm your host, Gabriella Hoffman. This podcast offers a sober examination into all things hunting, fishing, shooting sports, energy, environment, and the public policy surrounding it. And this podcast also specializes in original interviews that you won't hear elsewhere. Here's what I have for you today. I've got a roundup of good and somewhat bad things happening across the country related to conservation. I would say three of the four pieces I will discuss are good. One of them is concerning, but we'll do a roundup from all over the country, somewhat out west here on the East Coast, and a state decision that has some federal impacts. Here's what I have for you all on this episode today. Let's start with a ruling closer to home here in Virginia relating to a federal court overturning the ban on firearms possessions for those under 21 years of age with respect to handguns from federally licensed firearms dealers. This should be FFL, not FLF. This is from CBS News. I'm reading briefly from their report in a 65-page decision issued, I believe it was last Wednesday, U.S. Senior District Judge Robert Payne ruled in favor of four men who are over the age of 18 but not yet 21 and want to purchase handguns. One of the men, John Corey Frazier, attempted to buy a Glock 19 handgun from a federal firearms license dealer in May 2022 but was denied the purchase because of his age. The four men challenge federal laws and regulations from ATF that prohibit the sale of handguns by FFL dealers to prospective buyers ages 18 to 20, arguing it does not comport with the Second Amendment. In his opinion, Judge Payne applied the framework laid out by the Supreme Court in its opinion last June for determining whether firearms rules pass constitutional muster. Under that test, from the decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, the government must demonstrate that gun restrictions are consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearms regulation. And from the ruling, quote, under the analytical framework established in Bruin, the government simply has not met its burden to support the finding that restrictions on purchasing firearms by 18 to 20 year olds is part of our nation's history and tradition. He wrote later concluding that because the statutes and regulations at the center of the dispute, quote, are not consistent with our nation's history and tradition, they therefore cannot stand, end quote. That's a very interesting ruling. Will it be applied evenly? That is yet to be seen. We see crimes committed by 18 to 20 year olds. Regardless, crimes are committed by people over 21. So I tend to err in the side of the judge and obviously the Second Amendment, as always, given his reasoning, because if you can send 18-year-olds to go battle into war, but they can't own handguns, that's ludicrous. So I like this decision. I think Second Amendment fellow Second Amendment supporters will equally agree with what the judge decided. Let's go a little further south to South Carolina. You all are probably familiar with very few remaining blue laws in effect. Last year, Virginia's last remaining blue law banning Sunday hunting on public lands was lifted, and the repealing of such that regulation was signed into law by Governor Glenn Youngkin. It was slowly chipped away at across several administrations. It was Terry McAuliffe's administration first, then Northam, and now the final prohibition on Sunday hunting in Virginia is done. With respect to South Carolina, which arguably has a more hunting or more pronounced hunting culture rather than Virginia, they still had a blue law banning Sunday hunting. Crazy. 
incomprehensible to me. And this also relates to public lands hunting on wildlife management areas. In Virginia, it says that you cannot hunt, I think, within 200 yards of a religious institution on Sundays on public lands. Let's see. I'm going to read for you if that's a similar stipulation in South Carolina. So their ban ends on fall 2023. They will have a seven-day access to public lands for the first time in state history. Sunday hunting has been legal on private lands statewide in South Carolina since 2004. And I'm reading from Congressional Sportsman Foundation. According to CSF, there was actually public support for expanding Sunday hunting. And according to their write-up on the bill that passed in 2021, the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources and Clemson University conducted a series of public meetings and an online poll to gauge public opinion about Sunday hunting on wildlife management areas. They found that there was overwhelming support with 75% of participants in favor of hunting on Sunday, approximately two to one in favor of Sunday hunting. And Legislative Sportsman Caucus, South Carolina Legislative Sportsman Caucus co-chair Bobby Cox introduced legislation to repeal the Sunday hunting prohibition, which put the issue front and center in the South Carolina sportsman community and yada, yada, yada. So this is really good. I think it's a little more generous than Virginia's prohibition repeal, given that South Carolina, like I said, has a little more favorable of a culture to hunting than we do. But that seems like a really nice expansion or rather a restoration of hunting rights in South Carolina. So that is awesome. Let's head a little north to North Dakota. This is for anglers. If you are a competitive angler, this will certainly apply to you. House Bill 1538 is a bill that the governor, Doug Burgum, signed into law. And here's what it stipulates according to some recent stories about it. This is from the Game and Fish Department. They tracked 20 outdoor bills this legislative session, 12 of which passed both chambers and were signed into law. As it relates to this tournament fee, it establishes an application fee of $75 for all tournaments, a conservation fee of an amount to be determined between the tournament sponsor and a representative of the fishing tournament, except for nonprofits, post-content reporting requirements, Fishing Game establishes a fishery conservation fund and a surcharge of $5 on each non-resident license. It'll go into effect April 1st, 2024. And what it does more specifically, I'm reading from the local news, make it easier for anglers who want to have fishing tournaments. So it essentially replaced the 10% conservation fee charged by the Game and Fish with a 75% application fee that I mentioned for people wanting to host a fishing contest. Supporters who testified this winter say the fee was too costly and made it more difficult for many high schools trying to form their own fishing teams, and it also increased the price of non-resident fishing licenses by $5. That is from KX News, the local news outlet in North Dakota. I saw a lot of recreational fishing groups applaud this measure, so I think it will have a good effect there and help boost fishing. Fishing hasn't really suffered like Hunting has in terms of atrophying numbers, fishing is much easier to do. And if people want to continue fishing, the the culture associated with it, pass that tradition down. I think getting high schoolers involved in fishing tournaments is a great idea. I would like to see more states do this. This is unique and we'll keep tabs on what North Dakota does here. The last item of the four I want to discuss is not really a positive development for conservationists. We're going to head out super, super west to Nevada 
Nevada still has some longstanding issues. There's a new governor who I think is more pro-sportsman, more true conservationist, but he's dealing with a legislature that is not. It's a very heavily Democrat legislature still, so that'll be extremely hard to overcome. But from our pals at Howl for Wildlife, there is a bill called Senate Bill 90, and it pertains to feral horses. Feral horses are not extinct. They are free range. There are at least 60,000 off range in Bureau of Land Management management corrals. There's a problem with overpopulation of feral horses. And what this would do is basically designate the wild Mustang as the official horse of Nevada. And Hall for Wildlife argues that it would exacerbate an already serious ecological disaster in the language of the bill suggests that this will promote tourism and job creation for a state as a natural resource, but doesn't include any or address any biological concerns or studies on feral horses and burrows. The clear concern is that elevating these animals to a state distinction will legitimize their presence, hinder any effort to control their destruction on environments and be detrimental to other species. And numerous studies they point firmly document the negative impact feral horses and burrows overpopulation have. They have pointed out that populations are doubling every four years. Populations are exceeding their carrying capacity about 10 times the appropriate management levels. Feral horses outcompete with other species for water, especially in drought-prone areas like Nevada. Overpopulation of feral horses has been listed as the second greatest impact to wildlife conservation in the Silver State. The budget to corral captured horses is more than 10 times the amount allotted for other endangered species. Groups that are opposing this, rightfully so, opposition has been led by PERC, the Property and Environment Research Center, Wild Sheep Foundation, and Northern Nevada Coalition for Wildlife. 23 groups have signed on to urge the sponsor of the bill to table it and others who have also signed on to oppose it. It is going to be heard soon, and if you want more about it, this coalition letter. Let's read the coalition letter a little bit while I have your guys' attention today. Declaring wild mustangs our state symbol would be especially ironic given their detrimental impact to other state symbols like bighorn sheep, Indian rice grass, sagebrush, mountain bluebird, and the low hantan cutthroat trout via horses' impacts to Nevada's water quality and quantity. And they have Boone and Crockett Club, Chucker Chasers Foundation, Ducks Unlimited, National Wildlife Federation, Nevada Sporting Dog Alliance, Trappers Association, Pope and Young Club, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Safari Club International, TRCP, Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, Wildlife Management Institute. So that is something to be aware of when you shouldn't be elevating a species that needs to be managed in this regard. That goes to show that in blue states, unfortunately, we're seeing these type of gestures to kind of impede true conservation efforts, wildlife management efforts by elevating species that shouldn't be elevated. doesn't mean you wholesale exterminate Mustangs, but there needs to be a management system in place. And this bill would, by large, ignore the concerns that many groups have boasted and talked about for years and, and the studies that have been done on wild Mustang populations and how they actually can be not a boon to conservation efforts and have ecological impacts that would be disastrous for Nevada's wild spaces. That is your roundup for this week 
I will have another episode for you all sometime early next week. I will be traveling to film my next Conservation Nation episode, so interviews will be a little sparse until the end of the month. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. Let me know what you think of this roundup. If there are any bills that I am missing and should cover, would love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure you're connected to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also on your preferred player, we recommend Apple Podcasts, where you can leave us reviews if you really like the content. Share the podcast with friends who may be interested in learning more about what's trending in conservation and the related industries that entangle with it and sometimes work against it as well. Thanks for listening to the show and stay tuned for the next episode.